This is your favorite podcaster, Romina, and you just tuned in to RM Podcast FL. Hello, beautiful people. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to RM Podcast FL. Hope everybody is having an awesome day, but also happy 2020 New Year. And like I said before, don't say New Year, New Me, da-da-da. Just don't say it. <laughs> but thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And before we do jump into today's first episode for 2020, I just want to remind you guys to go ahead and give us a five-star review. Yay, please and thank you. Go ahead and give us a short comment on how great we are doing. And as always, we have more and more articles coming your way, guys. So don't forget on RM podcastfl.com there's also new episodes coming out soon new articles new stuff new events so definitely make sure to tune in also um to summarize last year just a tiny bit guys we were able to reach 33 different countries that is amazing Thank you so much, guys, for listening. And go ahead and tell your friends, your neighbors, your coworker, your Uber driver, your Lyft driver, anybody about this podcast. Any recommendation would be much greatly appreciated. I'm not kidding you guys. You should tell your Uber driver too. <laughs> but let's dive into today's guest. It's Bill Owen. He is awesome, you guys. I had a chance to meet Bill a couple of times. Um, he works for the government. But the reason why I decided to bring him to the episode and the reason why I decided for this to be the first episode that we launch is because he is the perfect example of what we are trying to reach. For all of us out there that work nonstop and have a pride in their work and want to be the first people to go in, the last people to go out, definitely, you know, make, uh, get the work done, show the boss you're the, you're the man for the job and everything. But like you reach this stage that you just don't know what to do anymore because you feel like an autopilot mode. That's where Bill was at. And this episode, we're going to cover what he did to get out of that moment, what he did and how his life perspective, how his health, his happiness, like his whole life has changed once he made that step. So we're going to get a little bit more details. But also, if you want to know more about Bill, you definitely, definitely should check out his blog, you guys. His blog is called Allergic to Boredom, and you guys can definitely find it into Allergic to Boredom dot wordpress.com so if you go to allergic to boredom dot wordpress.com you're going to come across his website where he has awesome posts he'll talk more into details about his life and everything there and awesome pictures as he loves traveling so that's a big thing we're going to be talking a lot about getting out of that autopilot mode going into traveling enjoying life how to do it when to do it and tune in let's dive right in i hope you guys enjoy it So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in and investing your time to RM Podcast FL. Just like I said on the intro, today's guest is Bill Owen. Hey, how are you today? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> A lot of energy. Yeah, I'm overly caffeinated. What do you want? <laughs> you did this to me. You I mean, the know. Turkish coffee, here we are. Turkish coffee, tiramisu, Albanian food. I mean, that's a lot of sugar, too. It's everything I wanted without knowing that that's what I wanted. It's Perfect. That's how it works. Now I know, though. Now I know. The bar <laughs> has been set high. Congratulations. Yes. So, also, this is the first podcast for the year. 
Ooh. So we're starting with great positive energy. But why else? How else would you start the year? Right? right? That's awesome. End it positive. Start it positive. Figure out the middle. With a lot of caffeine and a lot of sugar. That's the way to go. Right. 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 Unless you're trying to keep a diet. That's a different. Topic. Nah. What's that? What's that? That's not fun. <laughs> well, without losing any time, I'm sure you guys have realized that Bill has a lot of energy on him. <laughs> or, so, just, or just enough caffeine to kill the average man. One of the two. <laughs> one of the two. I'll pass on the mic to you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Let the audience know you a little bit more. All right, so, uh, so my name is Bill Owen. Nice, uh, nice, easy eight-letter name. Um, I, you know, I know that I got brought here, and, and I'm just that guy that I got tired of working the nine-to-five. I got tired of, uh, you know, getting bogged down with the, with the rat race. And I said, you know what? This isn't worth it anymore. I don't want to do this for the next 50 years just to retire uh, when I'm old and probably ragged by then um, and not able to do all the things I want to do. Because I like doing outside stuff. I like going on adventures. Yeah. But if I wait till I'm, you know, 67 or whenever, you know, most people retire, what am I really going to do? Like, I don't want to be that guy on a hover around going to the Grand Canyon for the first time. Like, I've got these great legs now. Great, great legs. Um, why not use them now? Why not be able to do that stuff? So I rearranged my entire life to, to go for that. How is the process, though? Because I know, and the big reason why I want to bring this for the first podcast, you guys, is because we work so much. We tra we love to travel. If you find somebody that doesn't love traveling, I'm sorry, you're needing a friend. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> I'm just gonna say that. But you work full time, mm -hmm. and you also have a blog, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, in there you say very honestly that I was tired, like I was, I was proud, proud to be the yep. guy to come in early and leave the yep. latest work non-stop but then you just anxiety and depression and like all this stress and unhappiness kicks yeah. in yeah. how did you leave that environment to be where you're at you know, sometimes you don't realize how unhappy you are until you leave that no I, I used to pride myself you know i want to be the i want to be the hardest worker i want to be the first guy that comes in i want to work the hardest you know run circles around everyone stay the latest but at the end of it i, I didn't really have anything to show for it yeah you know other than being tired other than you know being stressed out which tears apart friendships, tears apart relationships, you know, none of that's the positive. Like, I think that's what we were all taught in school. Like, you need to go in and work hard and whatnot. And there's a point where I think there's some truth to that. But when you take it to the extreme, and I think a lot of us do, a lot of us don't start work at nine and don't leave at five. Like, yeah. we start early. We take stuff with us on weekends. Everyone's got cell phones. So you get text messages all weekend long that, that keeps your brain in the, the process of work. That's not what life's about, you know? And, and I'm saying this as a guy who loves his job. There's other people that would say the exact opposite of that. Yeah. You know, I love working, but for me, working is a means to an end. I'm only working so that I can make money, and I'm only making money so that I can go on adventures because traveling, going on adventures, trying new things, that is my drug. That is my vice. That is my addiction. Um, you know, that's what I need to satisfy in life. So correct me if I'm wrong, but as somebody that went through that, working nonstop, having a schedule, mm -hmm. uh, working, going to school, having a podcast, you know, helping family, friends, like trying to literally have a life, mm -hmm. sometimes you feel like a little machine that you just wake up, press play, oh, yeah. and you're not even It's, it's like you're on autopilot. Right? And, and life is short enough. I don't need it to be on autopilot. Like I want to try to remember everything I can and experience everything I can. And if I'm just present, look, I'm not here for a participation trophy. That's not what I'm doing anything in life for. But that's, that's like the most dangerous phase too, I think, for self-development. 
Because you're stagnant. Yeah. You're just, you're just marinating you're just in the juices press of... Press play. Blah. You just press play and that's it. Right. So tell me a little bit about leaving this full-time job that you went to school, worked so hard right. to have that status. Right. Was so, it scary? So so to back it up a little bit, so I, I started my, my first business when I was about 20, 21 years old. Okay. Um, and I was just as dumb as every other 20, 21-year-old, maybe even dumber, some people might argue. Um, so, I, you know, I got to make all those great and awful mistakes in the beginning, which certainly don't make anything easier. But, uh, you know, I got to a point where um, about five years ago now, about five years ago, I had taken it. I was living in Texas. I had 35 people working for me, um, which you could say that's the American dream. Like you started a business, mm -hmm. you had people working for you. No, because that's where I was working 78 hours a week, waking up, going straight to my desk, you know, and, and my office was at home. So I, I'd sleep under my desk a lot of times instead of going in and waking my girlfriend up. Um, that's that's not sexy. That's not what we talk about when we say we want to work and have this business and all the yeah. stress that comes with it. Because as cool as it sounds on paper, like yeah, I've got I've got thirty five people working at my company. No, that's thirty five different sets of problems. That's thirty five different um, issues that you're going to have to solve every single day. Uh, and, and it wears on you. So, you know, I, I got to a point where I was ready to move back to Florida, which was an easy choice. Texas <laughs> to Florida. Love Texas, but not like I love Florida. Um, got to that point where I was like, I'm, I'm ready to move back. I'm ready yeah. to move back. Um, and, and I looked at it. I was like, you know, I'm at a point where I'm either going to sell my business. And I had some people that, that wanted to buy it from me. Mm -hmm. You know, mostly because you're buying the clients, you're buying the contracts. Correct. Um, I was either going to do that or I was going to gut it and start over. And I kind of looked at it because originally I'm like, yeah, let's, let's sell it and let's do something else. Let's find something else fun to do because I'm not having fun right now. Yeah. Let's find something fun to do. And um, looked at selling it and it was like, you know, if, if I gutted this, start it over. My goals are to travel. My goals are to go on adventures. And, and this has fulfilled that, you know, certainly it was still fulfilling that up to a point. Um, but when you just fly to place to place to place and all you do is work and you see the inside of the hotel and a training site. <laughs> uh, government buildings are super bland. Yeah. Like you think hotel rooms are bland? Because I, I would always tell my guys, hey, you know, we got to go out and do something because this hotel looks just like the one last week. And spoiler alert, it's going to look just like the one next week too. Government buildings are the same. So if you're stuck in that rut of seeing the same thing every single freaking day, it, it just is mind warping and wearing on you. Um, so I, I, I said, you know, what actually makes me money? What does it make me money? Mm -hmm. Because again, I like my job, um, but I'm working to make money to go do the things I want to do, right? So I was like, you know, if I gut it and start over and, and really rework how I'm running my business, stop doing dumb things that are not making me money, because that's just taking up time, Correct. right? There's, there's a big difference, especially in my mind, between being productive and being busy, if it's making me money, it's something I think is productive. It falls in that category, right? And this is still kind of broad brushing it here. If it's just something I'm doing that's not making me money or, or bring some of those sort of positive benefit, it's just being busy. And, and screw that being busy part. 
what, this this is why I was working eighty hours a week because I was. But when busy. you're an autopilot, though, you turn into that busy. Yeah. And you don't yeah. think about productivity. You're no. just like it's a to do list. You right. just finish it. You don't think outside of the box. Right. And we we get stuck in that rut. I feel like in a lot of ways that's what we're taught to do because at most jobs, if you finish your work early, what do you get? You get more work. Yeah. Yeah. More work. <laughs> so what have I what have I learned? Let's spend all day doing this so that this is all I have to do today. You know, because most jobs, most occupations, it's not like, oh, I finished early, I get to go home. Mm-mm. You get to go home if you want to make less money. Yeah. But I don't want to make less money. This is what I want to make today. I, I guess I got to sit on my butt here and drag this thing out all day, which where's the positive there for anyone? Yeah. Employee, employee, where's the positive? I'm, I'm not seeing it there. So... Um, you were the person working nonstop. You were the person having the dream job, like some people would consider it. Because sure. sometimes people want to have business, and as somebody sure. that grew up with family having business, it's you're also responsible for those 35 people's paychecks sure. because if you make a mistake, that falls on you. Their but paychecks, their travel, their happiness, their everything. But some business owners don't consider that. So that also adds to the stress. 100%. So what I'm seeing that you did is that you took a step back, kind of, Hit a refresh button, but more knowledgeable. 100%. So how has that helped you? Because sometimes people feel scared to take a step back. But I feel like if you take a step back, you have a clearer vision of where you want to go. You know, how it, was that? It, it's only after I take a step back, especially for me, that I'm able to really process what was good and what was bad and how to move forward and, and do it again. You know, I'm, I'm kind of doing the same different training missions every single week. Mm-hmm. So it's, it, it would be really easy to get on autopilot and tell the same stories, yeah. tell the same jokes, run the same things over and over. But you end up watering yourself down. You end up dumbing your own process down to a point where people notice. You know, like like everywhere I go, the one thing I say, like, I don't make any promises like, this is going to be the best training ever. You're going to yeah. love it. No, I'm not that guy. I say, hey, whatever happens. You're going to leave here knowing that I love my job. <laughs> and that, that 100% holds true. Um, and, you know, I, I think there's positives that come with that. People want to learn from someone that's decided about what they're doing. Correct. You go in something and, and you're bland and boring or just monotone. I, I've already toned you out. I'm, yeah. I'm, and I'm not the best listener, the best learner, the best whatever uh, by far. I'm, I'm probably below average in all of those things. Um, so if, if that person's not gonna be able to teach me, well, how many others like me are there? You know, I feel like you don't give yourself enough credit because people, when they say they're below average, those are the people that strive or they try their best, but because you feel like there's a lot more improvement to do. You know, it's also people that think they're really good at things also usually don't know a lot about a particular Mm. topic or subject. People know more tend to tend to realize where they kind of stack. Do I think I'm good at what I do? Yes, sure. Have I been other places and had my mind blown and been like, let me start taking notes about what this guy is saying and doing because man, what what can I take from that and put in my toolbox? I see. Um, and yeah, that's how I run my training stuff too. Like I want to give guys lots of tools to get through lots of situations. But that being said, you know, as, as a man, and maybe you, you see this too, I got a toolbox at home, like a literal, this is a literal toolbox now. I got a, a oh, we got a huge one there. Right, right. <laughs> we, we all got that toolbox Any situations, or that, or that need, junk drawer that, that's full of all this crap to use, right? But what are you using like 90% of things, like a hammer or a screwdriver? Yep. Anything beyond that, it's like now it's an ordeal, now it's a process. You know, is there is there a pipe wrench in my toolbox? Yeah. 
And what am I going to use it on? Probably pipes. Yeah. When is that going to happen? I don't know. That tool's in there, though. You know, so what can I get from, from this person and add it to, to my toolbox? Maybe I can't use it tomorrow. Maybe I can't use it next week. But sooner or later, I mean, if it, if it inspired me, yeah. I'm going to be able to use it on, on someone else and, and be able to hopefully get through to someone, inspire, motivate someone else. I like uh, the toolbox that. analogy. I myself use a lot the puzzle analogy. Uh-huh. That is a thousand. That's actually like on top of the Oh, what do you got? Tell me the puzzle analogy. It's on top of the fridge right there. Um, I have a thousand piece puzzle that I'm okay. building it slowly. And you just kind of like a pot, like a two little pieces may look the same, mm-hmm. but they're not the same shape. They have their own importance. So sure. it's the same thing. Every sure. new thing that you learn, every new idea, somehow it's going to fit on the big picture when you paint the paint the picture or color right. your life pretty much. So I kind of use the puzzle analogy, but I've heard people use the tool analogy too, which both yeah. of them are very good to yeah. like look no, at it long term. I say that... Uh... I, I want to get you through like this. This one path is going to get us through ninety percent of situations. Yeah. The other ten percent, I'm giving you all these other tools are going to get us through. And and again, I think ninety percent of things I got to fix around the house: hammer or screwdriver. <laughs> hammer or screwdriver, baby, it's going to get it done. Um, yeah. Any, anything else falls in that other category. Hey, I've got a tool and I know how to use it yeah. for this other thing. Um, but yeah. So how would you say that process from leaving that business, moving to Florida, mm-hmm. how has that affected your personal life-wise and your career-wise when it comes to happiness or when it comes to just being more relaxed and enjoying the moment? You know, I, I think there's there's different perspectives of looking at that. I mean, you could look at it on paper and say I'm a failure. Yeah. Do I have 35 employees anymore? No. Is my business as big as it was? No. Do I have any as many contracts as I did? No. Do I make as much money as I did? No. If I stopped there, you could be like, man, this guy screwed up. This guy failed. But let's look at the other side of this. What do I have now? I get to travel all the time. I work six days a month. <laughs> six days a month. That's a yeah. lot of work. Sometimes I do 10 days. You know, sometimes I pick up another I'm contract. I'm so sorry. That's right? such a tragedy. Um... <laughs> You know, so I went from working 70, 80 hours a week, seven days a week. I mean, shoot, it might as well have been eight days a week. Yeah. Um, to, to working when I have to work and enjoying all the rest of my time to being able to, to have relationships and, you know, maintain friendships and stuff. Um, because, you know, in my traveling, I've got friends in different cities. So I can go see them. I can go do stuff. I can, um, you know, do all my hobbies and do the things I enjoy doing, the things that I find fun, the things that bring me happiness. Whereas before I couldn't do any of that. So, you know, I think a lot of people get stuck on the, how much money they can make at their job. And and don't get me wrong. A lot of problems can be solved with money. A lot of them can't though. You know, yeah. one, one of my best friends makes a ton of money. Ridiculous money. He makes like 300 something a year. Mm-hmm. Stupid money. When I come in town, he wants to come hang out with me and talk about what have I been doing? What am I doing? And how can we go on adventures together? You know, he hates his job. I love my job. I love everything about but it. But on paper, he looks better. Oh, yeah. On pa- and, and I mean, I'm not saying he's not happy or anyone else that's making that much money isn't happy. Um, I'm sure he's going to retire way before I am. But I work six days a month. You could argue I've already retired. Yeah. You know. Um, you work part time. 
Yeah, I mean, I send... Not uh, even part-time. Part-time should be 15 hours a week. A busy day for me is two emails. Man, it's rough. Well, a lot of people, when they look at your social media, they think that you won the lottery. Right. I get, you did I get so, that question a lot. Cool. If you did so, what's the formula behind finding the correct numbers? Because I need that formula. <laughs> for, for what I'm doing now. Yeah. You, did you win the lottery? I did not win the lottery. No, okay. Uh, like I if said, you find the formula, please share. Like I said, I'll share I, with I you make, guys. I make too. less money now than I did. <laughs> you know, but but again, look back to where I was when I was working and making more money. Yeah. I didn't have near as much fun. I wasn't going on adventures all the time. You know, and and this is what makes me happy. You know, I, I like traveling, but certainly I cut my costs down on that. You know, I'm not staying at five star resorts every week. Um, you know, I'm staying at, at cheap Airbnbs. Because all I'm doing there is sleeping. Yeah. I'm there to go see the touristy stuff, see abandoned buildings, see other, you know, things I want to get pictures of. Because that makes me happy. You know, go experience new things. Go talk to new people. You know, the the number of friends I can make by going to the bar at four in the afternoon and buying a beer for a dollar and hearing the stories about the local stuff and finding out about the, the cool local things mm-hmm. that I can't find on freaking Yelp and TripAdvisor. Like, that's what life's about. And making that connection and, you know, just being happy and having people share that happiness and making new friends. Like, that's that's amazing. So, also, you have the Allergic to Boredom blog, mm-hmm. which you post about it different topics. And just the day you posted about different quotes that you're taking right. with 20, you. 20 quotes that I want to take in to 2020 with me. And I actually changed the title because originally <laughs> when I was first starting to type it up, I've been, I'm a quote person. I, I save quotes all the time, right? Um, originally, I was calling it 20 quotes that I want to go into 2020 with. And I was like, no, that's not how I'm doing this. I'm taking them with me. You take By it. force, we're going into this, baby. <laughs> By force, we're going in. Um, so, you know, it's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a smorgasbord of, of mm-hmm. different quotes there because um, I can't predict the future. If I could, I would be winning the lottery right now and not working all six days a month. Maybe just working three, cut it in half. Or something. I feel like you're not gonna work at all. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's all a lie. Maybe I don't have a job at all. Maybe I'm over. But this is this is crazy though. The chances of you winning the lottery are lower than you getting hit by lightning. Right. So you have higher chances to get hit by lightning right. than winning the lottery. Right, right, right. So, so. don't leave it to the <laughs> to the luck. It's hundred percent true. But no, so I, I you know my my last post was twenty quotes I'm going into twenty twenty with taking them with me, um, and there's some there's there's ones for good times, there's ones for bad times, there's ones for perspective because I can't predict the future, but I know that this next year is going to have ups. It's going to have downs. It's going to have, you know, parts where I'm questioning, shoot, can I go any further? You know, um, do I want to keep doing this? Um, so, you know, see, see how accurate it was at the end of the year and say, Hey, this one definitely got me through a hard time or Hey, I needed to read this or, I passed this one off to someone else and, and they, you know, really got something from it. Now, from your post, this is just the last post that you did for the quotes. For the quotes. But okay. if you look at the other ones, um, the way that you write the posts, I would say, is very anal- analytical. Okay. And it's very open-minded, which sometimes you cannot be both because if you're a numbers guy, if you're like facts, you cannot right. be very open-minded, ex- accept new ideas. Like, did you always have that perspective or did you always see things through that lens or has just the life took you to that stage? Yeah, it, it's, 
I don't know if I've ever had anyone say it in that way before. I've, I've always seen myself as a numbers person. Mm-hmm. I like data. I like data points. I like graphs. Yes. Uh, I like statistics. Yes, um, same. Not that I'm good at these things, but I, I mean, you know. I need the numbers. Numbers don't lie kind of deal, right? N- numbers don't lie. So I would, if you ask me, you know, do you think you're a numbers person? 100%. Yeah. But with those numbers also come perspectives. You know, and while the numbers might not change, I think the perspectives could change a little bit, you know. Um, so with all my posts, yeah, there's there's some, some analytical thoughts, I suppose. But they're also just a snapshot. They're a picture in time of what I was thinking at that exact moment. You know, am I open to my own ideas and thoughts changing? Absolutely. You know, shoot, I would hope that in a year, five years, 10 years, I don't think the same way I think now. That means I didn't grow. I didn't evolve. You know, I hope I look back and some things that, you know, I laugh at or whatever. Yeah. Uh, or say, man, that was so dumb, Bill. What were you doing? What were you thinking? Um, that's how I hope, you know, especially with this blog, you know, looking back, I hope I get that kind of perspective in the future. But I feel like you also put your voice out there too. For the audience, I apologize, you guys. We have two puppies running around like crazy right now. Who doesn't love doggos? Come on. And then um, in the last two years, this is a cool fact that you love throwing out there. Okay. Okay. I myself travel only 24 states in America in the last two years myself, which I think is cool. That's more than like 90% of everyone else out there. Okay. But you make others look like fools because you've traveled (laughs) uh, 49 out of 50 states. This is my passion. It's my addiction. It's my drug. Some, 14 countries. Some people do heroin I travel. You know, you got to pick and choose here. <laughs> you got to pick and choose your drugs. <laughs> and you love national parks. We know uh-huh. that for sure. Now, how has traveling influenced you to improve yourself? Or do you collect things to bring memories from those places? Because as much as you try, you cannot, you know, memorize everything. Like, sure. what do you do to collect memories? So, so that's why I take a lot of pictures, honestly, because... I know that I can't remember everything and, and I need those reminders. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's so cool that like Facebook does a, you know, on this day and takes you back in you know, the way back machine. Um, so I get those pictures and that's half the reason I take the pictures that I remember and have stories to share. Like I don't, I don't think it's super cool to have a house full of stuff mm-hmm. and say, oh, look at this that I came back from China or wherever with. Like that's neat. I think it's way cooler to more conversationally be like oh yeah look uh, this is the picture i got when i was there like when we can, let's compare our pictures yeah um because you have a whole different perspective than i do and i love connecting people or with people like that um like i the the thing to me that has the most value is not tangible things it's the stories it's the pictures it's the memories um and hey, i don't plan on being buried with a bunch of stuff but man there are some great stories that are going to be told about me at my funeral, I know that. <laughs> so that's that's what that's where I'm going. That's funny that you say that because one of the episodes that we uh, that I launched was writing your own eology. Like, what did you mm-hmm. like people to say at your own funeral? Which a lot of people get scared thinking about that. No, no. but that's a fact that you have to face. Well, and, one and I've, gonna I've had to go to a lot more funerals than the average person. I hope that's true anyway. Um, I don't want people to tell sad stories at my funeral or to tell. Um, you know, my biggest fear, and this is my quote thing too, I don't want potential to be written on my tombstone. Like, oh, he had so much potential. He had, he was going to do all this great stuff. No, that doesn't mean anything. Like, if you want to talk about talk about stuff I did, um, hopefully it's funny stories and it's just being dumb and, you know, those, those good drinking stories, those good, you know, 
Um, maybe I helped someone out. You know, those are the stories I want to be told at my funeral. Um, so what's one of the stories that you, it's like the most memorable one that while you're you like You got to quantify that. Um, so, some of the really good ones. Like just ones, connecting with a local or just learning yeah, something Yeah, no, new. some of the really good ones I, I do try to blog about just so that, again, I can remember the story. Um, so, so one of them on there, I was in Mineral Wells, Texas. I couldn't find that on a map again if I tried, but if you get on the Google machine, it'll work. Um, Mineral Wells, Texas is a random city I ended up in because I like exploring abandoned buildings. There was an, there's an abandoned hotel there that I swear when I, when I found it online, I was like, I've seen pictures of this somewhere just because it was, you could tell it was iconic Yeah. Uh, at some point in history. I think it was like back in the 20s or 30s. Um, this is, this is at least a year ago, so my memory is not great, but, um, you know, it's, it's boarded up. It's, it's owned by the city. This is one of those places that they actively try to keep you out of, you know, that this is the book that you wrote about having to pass the checkpoint. No, that's a different one. That's, that's a different, a different, one. One. different okay. one. Maybe a different one. Um, but you know, what I've realized is if you really want to get into an abandoned building, the best way to do it is to talk to the homeless people because the homeless people know how to get in. They probably live in there. So, you know, I, 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 was, I was going around trying to find a good way in. I uh, wasn't able to find one. And then it's like 9 in the morning or something. Like, I try to, usually I'm at places early. Yeah. Um, this guy's walking by with like a plastic bottle of scotch at 9 a.m. And I was like, my people, you can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. He is way ahead of the rest Five of us. 5 o'clock somewhere. Right. Um, so, you know, I'm talking to him and, and he told me all these cool, he took me inside, told me all these cool stories about how, um, you know, he's been kicked out of there by the police a bunch of times and they were stealing the, the copper fittings cause they can sell those for money. And he was saying that, uh, I, I guess elevator motors have a bunch of copper wiring inside of them. I don't know how that works, but they were, they were trying to steal the elevator motors and there's two elevators. Okay. Motors are on the top of the elevator though, the top of the shaft. So they got one down without a problem. The second one, though, I guess the ropes they were using to lower it broke. So it shot down like a cannonball through, like, the roof. Ouch. <laughs> but anyway, you know, I, I met him and I met a bunch of other really cool people out there. You know, I, I don't like saying homeless. I feel like that's a derogatory term. I like, yeah. you know, urban campers, urban adventurers, you know. Um, got to meet a lot of the cool people. Took them to McDonald's, you know. It was the least I could do to pay for that adventure. Right? Yeah. Like $10 at McDonald's gets the best high fives ever. And um, ended up um, talking to the manager there and got him job applications. I, I don't know what happened since then, but, you know, helping people fill out job applications to try to better their lives. I mean. That's awesome. That's what life's about, you know. I want to be sure that, you know, going back to the whole funeral thing, I want to leave this earth better than, than I found it. You know, I want to be sure that I had a positive influence more than a negative one. I'm sure I'm the villain in some one story, but you know, as long as there's more people that can say, "Hey, Bill really did good," then I think I think I made it. So, how would you say your life was? Would you say your life was grayish or black and white while you were in Texas, and more colorful while living in Florida? Texas sucked. I don't know what's no, come on. what's I the like color of suck because it was that. Guys, I like Texas, okay? <laughs> I've been to Texas. I like Texas, and I'm coming there in a couple of months. So, <laughs> But I'm talking about, your, <laughs> talking about your life. Like, would you say, well, Florida's better. Let's just get that out of what, the way. It was a lot of what you said, though. I was, I was stuck being a part of the machine. I was cogging the machine. Yeah. I was on autopilot. 
wake up early, work all day, get off. And by the time I get off work, well, you know, was able to stop working is probably a better way to put it because especially when you own a business like that, mm -hmm. you don't clock out at five. Like you stop when you can. Yeah. Um, you know, was I able to, to go be fun and, and go on adventures with my girlfriend after that? No, I wanted to sleep. Yeah. You know, no, I didn't want to go do the fun stuff. So, you know, the same was for friendships and everything else. That's why that all kind of deteriorated from that experience. So what it taught me was what's really important in life and what's not. What advice would you give to those people? They are on autopilot right now. You know, I, I think you got to figure out what actually makes you happy and what you get joy out of. Um, you know, something someone taught me more recently was the difference between joy and happiness. Um, you know, happiness is a, is a short term, you know, more emotionally based thing. Like I want to, I'm going to, if I eat this cake, I'll be happy. If mm -hmm. I, uh, if my sports team wins this Sunday, I'll be happy, but it's short term and it's going to evaporate very quickly. It's not sustainable, you know, whereas joy is more a state of mind where you're at peace with yourself. You're happy or, um, you know, in, in a, you have your own kind of compound of being happy and there's going to be good things and bad things that are going to come from that state of joy, but, you know, at the end of it, you're still, you know, glad to be there. That's a, I never thought of it being different, joy and happiness. That's a different perspective. It blew my it. mind. I think it's, um, yeah, I, I, I think a lot of, uh, a lot of that kind of goes back to religious teachings and stuff, um, kind of teaching, you know, short-term gains versus long-term goals. But, um, no, if, if someone really wants to make a change, like figure out what you actually want, mm -hmm. because... Just changing jobs, if you're just changing jobs, change jobs, that's not going to make you happy. You know, it, just getting a new car to get a new car is not going to make you long-term sustainably happy, right? It's going to be a short-term little drug that's going to wear off pretty quick. Uh, or it might be worse than where you are now. Probably not. New things usually are better. Um, you know, nothing's permanent in this life either. So if you get a new job and don't like it, go get another new job. Yeah. Move on. Don't stay where you're not happy and don't settle, but... You know, I figured out what what it took to make me complete. Uh, and for me, that was being able to travel and connect with new people and make new friends and, you know, go on adventures. Um, and it's interesting that you say that because recently I posted something on RM Podcast, I felt, com. Like, what is your definition of success? Which that's always the last question for this. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned from different individuals that I've interviewed so far is nobody said X amount of money. Or like nobody said, do this or do that. It's most more about being, you know, enjoying life, yeah. helping others, um, having that happiness moment in their life yeah. or achieving something not just for themselves. And a lot of times we feel like having a new car is going to bring us happiness. Having that job is going to bring us happiness. In the when, short term, it's neat. Correct. But like long term. We try to define success by other people's lens, like what your family says, what your partner says, or sure. what your friend says. That's when you're going to be considered successful. But a lot of people are hesitant to say what they really want. Because I, they I think a lot of people don't know what they want either. They say things without full comprehension of, you know, for example, travel. Everyone says they like to travel, but what I've learned in this, um, both from me going places, have people working for me, have people going with me, everyone says they like to travel. But what they really mean is they like to vacation. Yeah. Right? Like they want to go and stay at the resort and get room service. And that's neat. Hey, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to turn down a vacation. Yeah. But when I say I travel, that's not what I mean. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to the bar at 4 o'clock. Why 4 o'clock? Because 
The people sitting at the bar at four in the afternoon are the people that are looking for social experience. Like they're the ones by themselves that are lonely, that are waiting, praying yeah. for someone to come in and, and talk to them. The people that come in at like five or six, like just got off work and trying to get hammered. <laughs> but like, that's what you said earlier. I, I don't, I don't remember what we're talking about, but like $70, oh, Uber drive, like $70, like that's $70. You can take it on a road trip. Yeah. And as a person that loves road tripping yeah. and just visiting new places, seeing how people live, yeah. stay at that cheap Airbnb, you know? And, and usually I'm not spending more than like $20, $25 a night on Airbnb. No, because you can spend that money on visiting, you Absolutely. know, even historic places or museums or just that's Absolutely. gas money to go to the, another city yeah. and see a whole another lifestyle. You know, the, the, the amount of money I actually spend on traveling is super low compared to the places I've been. Like Google Maps, I think tracks me everywhere. Yeah. I, I traveled 48, 49,000 miles this year. Um, it's like two times around the world almost. Almost, not quite, almost. almost. And freaking 2,200 of those I walked from Georgia to Maine doing the Appalachian Trail this year. But, um, you know, for the amount of money I spent, yeah, pretty freaking minimal, honestly. Like, I mean, you get good deals on plane tickets. Like, be smart. Don't fly from California to New York just to go back to Colorado and just keep flipping coasts. Like... I, I, I'm very smart about how I stack my work schedule yeah. so that the ultimate goal is to be able to drive. Because if I can drive there, like I get to stop on all the cool parts along yes. the way. If I just want to stop at the truck stop for the night and get a couple hours of sleep, you know, in the Jeep, I can do that. Um, There's also a website called worldtrippy.com. Have you used that? I've never used that before. So my, the best trip, one of the best trips that I took was uh -huh. last year. Okay. Flew to Boston, did Boston, Freedom Trail, all that. Went to Niagara Falls. Love Niagara Falls. But stopped a couple of, like stopped in another fall and then stopped at a village, yeah. uh, like to see like the, during the revolution time. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a small village. It was kind of built like that. They had people like in the buildings. It would be like, this is where we meet. This is the community. This is the house of representatives. Right, right, like right. the very old fashioned, which was really great. Uh, did DC, all the Smithsonian, Museum, Smithsonian museums, uh, Philly, you know, Independence Hall, Liberty Bell, all that, Plymouth Rock, New York, back to Boston. It was with a car. And roadtrippy.com, it's the best. Like, I've spent probably 10, 20, 30, like, per Airbnb, rent a car, plan the whole trip in advance. Yeah. You get to visit so many stuff in just 10 days. Yeah. And probably it was two people. I would say it was probably like two thousand dollars the whole expense. But a lot of people want to stay in that five star hotel, for yeah. example. They want to the luxury first class, like when you can use that money towards an experience. I'm not gonna remember that hotel. No. I'm not. You know, and there's I've stayed at thousands of hotels at this point. Like I, I used to save all the key cards and like look at the end of the year because that yeah. was, that was neat. Um, I don't really do that anymore. I, like, I, I do a lot of Airbnbs now, so that's not yeah. possible. But I don't remember the number of specific hotels I could remember outside of like Disney World hotels. Yeah. Ridiculously small. <laughs> you know, because they're, they're all the same. They're all the same. And what are you doing there besides sleeping? Like if you're yeah. really spending a lot of time in the hotel, then you're already missing the boat. You, yeah, that's you're true. already lost. Just um, stay there, wake up early. Yeah, you know, the, the main app I use is uh, is Roadside America. Okay. And um, it, it's paid. I think I think you might get a region for free or something. I think it's $10 for the whole app. Okay. Uh, and that $10 to show me all the cool stuff, because it's, it's the random stuff, like the world's biggest pistachio, and like, you know, this battlefield, and, you know, this art project. 
um, all the random stuff that you probably wouldn't find otherwise. Yeah. With pictures and people's descriptions, and it's like, these are the things I want to see. What was it called again? Uh, Roadside America. Roadside America. Yeah. I'm going to check that out because I use roadtrippy.com. I'm going to double check right here. Make sure <laughs> I'm giving an accurate description. Yeah, road, Roadside America. Nice. Uh, they have a website too. I think the website might be free, roadsideamerica.com. Guys, they're not paying us. We're just saying <laughs> that that's a good service. Um, I use that and I use another one called uh, the Outbound. And the Outbound shows you like all the cool hiking spots. Okay. All the outdoor things, the trails. Uh, and then some photography ones too for like mountain pictures or like sky photography. So you take photos. I collect fridge magnets and I collect postcards. Mm-hmm. And I write little messages on the back. Like I have like a little box that I have a stack of like postcards everywhere yep, I've yep, been. Yep. And I like read messages of like what I felt or See, something cool, to though. remember and the date in there. So if I go back to it, like sometimes I would open it and be like, oh my God, I did so much. Or yeah. like, oh, I remember this this saying or this joke or... Like, I do that instead. I don't yeah. take a lot, or I take pictures, but I don't take pictures of myself. Well, see, I'm that guy that's going to lose everything. Yeah. So I'll get that postcard. It'll be lost in like 30 minutes. Oh, 30 no, minutes I have a gone. special place on my purse oh, just no. for that. Or my, I'm yep. that guy that loses his keys, loses his phone <laughs> every, like, multiple times a day. Or I take pictures of the, <laughs> of the area. Like, not necessarily of myself or a selfie. But pictures of the place. Yeah. And just kind of like memory, like, you know, yeah. bring a memory. No, and honestly, that's the whole reason I have an Instagram. Yeah. To post pictures so I can remember them. And, you know, uh, I know people comment and say, oh, man, I want to go do that now. Because, you know, I try to tag the location. Yeah. And even when I go somewhere, like, I'll pull that location on Instagram. Because... I'm not a good photographer. I just I just have an iPhone. That's all I have. It's an iPhone. Now that's a lie because you do take some nice pictures. I have, I'm really good at over editing them. I'm really good at <laughs> anything worth editing is worth over editing. What's your Insta so our listeners can uh, can tag along? It's just my name. I got on Instagram early, so it's just uh, Bill Owen. B i l l o w e n no s. Okay. Yep. Cool. Bill so Owen. you guys should definitely check out the pictures. They're really awesome, and there are some really great views in there. Maybe it's just the editing that makes it look better, but they're great views. We'll say that. We'll go with that. Like <laughs> I said, I don't have a camera. It's just an iPhone. <laughs> and then before the very last question, uh, what's something that you're looking forward to this year? I mean, it's January 2nd, uh, 2020. Right, right. 2020 so, vision. <laughs> so I'm sitting at 49 states that I've been to. Okay. Alaska is the one that I've not. Okay. And I've been saving Alaska for... A, a good while, because I mean, there were some states that were harder for me to get to. Uh-huh. The Dakotas were were a beast. Ain't nothing going on in the Dakotas. I mean, I do <laughs> want to go to Dakota though. Go South Dakota is awesome. North Dakota, we could probably sell that back to Canada Correct. or something. Yeah, okay, be okay. Okay. Um, but so so I've been saving that. Mount Rushmore is in North Dakota, right? South Dakota. South. Yeah. It's okay. I'm still getting. Yeah, Sturgis, Badlands, uh, all that stuff's in South Dakota. Um, which was gorgeous, but um, so I've been saving Alaska for a couple of years to finish up because I didn't want to. I didn't want to finish somewhere lame and not have like a cool story. Like yeah. I want to hit fifty, and I don't know what I'm gonna do yet, but something cool. And Alaska's so big um, that I want to spend you know probably two or three months just doing Alaska stuff. Yeah. Um, and most of the year that's not necessarily possible. So uh, I'm planning right now like leaving in May June time frame. And getting about two, two and a half months probably mm-hmm. uh, in Alaska. That'd be cool. Um, I've been saving for a couple years for doing Mount Everest in 2023. So we'll see how that goes. That's going to be an experience. I'm sure. Um, you know, I started questioning that when I was doing the Appalachian Trail and going through some of the, the really bad weather, which I'm sure is um, 
really not even that bad compared to Mount Everest. Yeah. Um, but I remember like 90 mile an hour wind gusts and stuff on, on the mountains, you know, in Tennessee. That was pretty awful. See, that's a whole different type of energy. I'm not at that level yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I mean, I got a cool patch. Like, you, you walk from Georgia to Maine, and you get a patch at the end. It's not the dumbest thing I've ever done for a patch, but close. Close. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of traveling, um, a lot of new moments for 2020 for yeah, you. Yeah, you know, uh, the last couple of years, I kind of had, like, an adventure planned every month. Uh, and that's, like, my motivation to, to get out of bed and do anything. Yeah. Um, like, I know I've got to get work done. I know I've got to do this because this is the next adventure, which, you know, then fills my time because oh, what, I need to, what I need to get on Amazon for, what do I need to make for, what do I want to bring, um, what, what food, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And you can do all the research and like that. That's what keeps me occupied. Um, this year, I've, I've, at least in the beginning of the year, I'm kind of taking a little bit of a break, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I want to sit around Jaxel for a little longer than I normally do. Um, really see some friends and family that I haven't seen because I, I was on the road a solid 300 days in 2019. Um, you know, this year I'm trying to fly somewhere and fly back. Like I, I go to Connecticut next for work and then I fly and right back. Yeah. And I got to fly to Texas. I'm going to come right back. I mean, we said Florida is the best one. I love Florida. I, mean, so, I can live anywhere. I want to live here. Yes. I want to abs- live here. I mean, you can talk me into some other parts of Florida too, but... It would be hard. I'll say Jacksonville is pretty good. For the price and for um, just how, how low-key it is, I love it. I, I always describe it as the best parts of Florida without the tourists. Yeah. Which I, I think is pretty accurate. I mean, I, I lived in Orlando for a while. I would never do that again. Like, gun to my head, not doing it. No. Orlando traffic is crazy. That's no. why I left Atlanta. That was a visit. I'm not going to be wrong. I'm not going to turn down a trip to Orlando. Yeah. Maybe live in Orlando. No, I'll find 300 days a year to be gone in that case for show. <laughs> and then my very last question. Mm-hmm. We all know what the last question is. What is your definition of success? You know, so... so I don't want to give you just a straight answer, right? Because I, I thought about this. Like, you, you told me this is what you I love it. Everybody everyone. says, I, your question got me. I thought about this last time. I thought time. about it a lot. I mean, I was like, it was like eighth grade, like, paper, like, Webster's Dictionary defines success. <laughs> no, I, I looked it up. And, yeah. you know, um, between that and people's definitions and, and just kind of thinking about how I think I've thought about it in the past, not currently, but in the past. It, it almost seemed more like a finish line. Like if, if I do this, I will be successful. If I make this much money, if I get this job, if I do this, I'm successful. I'm a success. What, what does that even mean? You know, I, 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 success is, is, is a state of mind. Success is a place that I want to stay. Um, there's going to be good and bad that comes. You know, there's going to be successes. There's going to be failures all within that but as long as i'm doing what makes me happy and i'm, I'm moving forward at all times yeah that's why, that's why i got the shark tattoo right because sharks can't stay stagnant they have, they have to, to keep move moving or they'll die or they die they drown the shark drowning is like the most terrifying thing i can imagine so if i, if I can keep growing and keep evolving and keep moving forward then i think that's success you know what i what i really don't want to do is look back at my pictures or things I've said, things I've done. And, you know, in five years, 10 years, or, or shoot, even a year, look back and say, I, I think the exact same way. I feel the exact same way. Cause that means I didn't grow. I didn't evolve. I didn't really get better as a person. And even to take that thought a step forward, do I think I'm successful now? Sure. Yeah. Let's, let's just put it out there. Yeah. I think I'm successful. Great. 
if I'm exactly like this in a year, in five years and 10 years, would I still think that's successful? No, because I didn't do anything. I didn't move forward. I didn't grow. I didn't evolve. You know, I don't want to be that guy who peaked in high school and never, you know, got any better and still talks about the same stuff. You know, things I think are cool now better not be what I think is cool in 10 years. You know, I'm, I'm 31 now. Things I thought were awesome when I was 21, I'm not about the same things anymore. You know, 21, it was all about going out to the bars and, and doing that stuff. 31, I can't hang anymore. I got to be honest. I can't do it. I want to. Like mentally, I want to be 21 again. But, you know, that's not where I am anymore. And I don't think success-wise, um, my definition and feeling for it would be the same in the future either. I like that. And that's so true, though, because if you're going to brag about what you did five years ago, what have you done in those last yeah, five yeah, years? Yeah, yeah. You, like... you, you can't take yesterday's score into today's game. You know, that's another quote that I love. True. Um, and, and I see that, you know, uh, people live off their, their old accomplishments. And if it's, like, recent, like, cool story. Yeah. Gotcha. But five years ago, that, that if that's the same person you are now, then I really don't want to hear what you got to say. Like, if it's a quick footnote, like, hey, I did this, I did that. Okay, okay, that's good background information. But yeah. when that is your sole soapbox to stand on, what are you really offering? But I also say let your history or let your achievement talk about themselves and let others recognize it without you necessarily pointing them out too Sure, much. sure, sure. Uh, again, so brag, brag about it, but yeah. there's a limit. Right. So um, where can people get a hold of you? Is that your Instagram? Probably, probably pretty easy to Google. I don't know. Um, I got my Instagram. That's just my name. It's Bill Owen. Mm -hmm. um, no S. No S. No, I'm not plural. I just have a big personality. It's, it's all first names like a serial killer. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Someone pointed that at me recently. I never I never connected that. I had like a doctor that was like, you have three first names. Are you a serial killer? What's a true or false question? <laughs> Is this rhetorical? <laughs> um... Uh, my blog is allergic to boredom, um, and that's that's how I see my myself. I'm allergic to boredom, addicted to adventure. Um, but those are probably the two easiest ways to find me. It's, it's just off those two, um, or you know, at the local dive bar. You probably find me there talking to people at four in the afternoon. <laughs> awesome, and I'll go ahead and at attach all your information on the details of the episode. And thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. And if you want to listen to other episodes, really high energy, really hypered up, talking about reality. Just like this one, tune in every Tuesday. We have new episodes. And as always, you can find us on all major podcast platforms and on www.rmpodcastfl.com. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning in. Rock and roll. <laughs> Bye.